processing lived experiences uh, as we continue to look at forgiveness. Um, this is uh, one of the many um, uh, steps that we uh, need to consider. And uh, speaking of considering, uh, we want to consider uh, William Penn's Fruits of Solitude uh, that he wrote. Uh, and, and I like to lift up uh, two points. Uh, we learned that he captured a set of spiritual disciplines or what some might call ethical principles that were drawn from lived experiences um, rather than from uh, scriptural analyses. So I, I raise these two points. A true friend, uh, Penn writes, embraces freely, advises justly, assists readily, adventures boldly, takes all patiently. And he contrasts that friend, he contrasts what a friend would be against what an ill friend, a good friend versus an evil friend or an ill friend, I-L-L. The covetous, the angry, the proud, the jealous, the talkative, as well as the false, can only make ill friends. Another point that Penn raises is we are too ready. We are to be ready to forgive. And he says it this way, we are too ready to retaliate. We are T-O-O ready, T-O. To retaliate rather than forgive or gain another's favor by love and information. The practice of forgiveness allows the church to extend grace as its inexhaustible treasury. We as the church, we are empowered to shower grace as blessings with generous hands without asking questions or fixing limits. So let us not act in anger or harbor a grudge. We make every effort as the church, as individuals representing the church, we make every effort to promote or practice sound grace. We do not participate in what the philosophers call cheap grace. We practice grace that requires repentance baptism, and discipline, and communion with confession. I'd like to share um, a story with you. Um, my son gave me a, a book. It's been, it's been a while ago, and I um, used it more when I was um, 
uh, actively uh, preaching. Um, but it's called When God Makes Lemonade. And it contains true stories that amaze and encourage. And it was created by uh, Don uh, Jacobson. And uh, it, these are, as I said, uh, uh, true stories. And the one that I have selected, uh, they are short essays. And the essay that I'd like to share with you um, is called Steps to Forgiveness. And it's by Jay Cookingham. And Jay shares that during his teen years, on three different occasions, uh, there was a voice, uh, and, and as I read it, uh, it's from outside of, of himself that interrupted his plans uh, twice to take his own life and once to take the life of another individual. He attempted to take his own life on two separate occasions because of an abusive father. His father made it a point to repeatedly tell Jay that he was nothing but a piece of trash, a worthless nobody. Each time that um, Jay decided to carry out his suicidal thoughts, uh, uh, there, this loud voice uh, from his surroundings would always say no. Not only uh, was there this loud voice of opposition to uh, his plans, but in both attempts, others would happen uh, on the scene. Uh, others who were completely unaware of his intentions uh, who happened to show up as part of an intervention that they weren't even aware of. Uh, I would um, venture to say, you know, after after years that he has shared this with them. Um, but um, these interruptions were enough, uh, were just enough uh, for Jay to delay his plans. Then on a, a later uh, occasion, when Jay was um, 18, um, he came to the rescue of his mother as his father was uh, berating her. And Jay writes that uh, his interruption and presence uh, during this ordeal uh, turned the raft of his father away from his mother um, towards Jay himself. And the physical altercation pursued. And uh, Jay uh, writes, and um, he, he writes, I, I was about to kill my father. And I'm going to uh, read just an uh, ex excerpt from what he wrote. Um, as he approached, uh, he writes, his father turned his attention toward him and said to Jay, this is what his father was saying, you're good for nothing. You're worthless. You are up. And that's it. Jay interrupts. In a flash, he says, I turned around and planted my foot. I cocked back my right fist and picked my target. His arms were down. His chest was open. So I aimed for his heart thinking if I hit him hard enough 
he would fly down the staircase and break his neck. I thrust my weight forward, and then the voice gently said, Forgive him. Instantly, I release the tightness in my body, and my hand fell harmlessly to my side. I looked into my father's eyes. I forgive you, I said, shocked by my own words. And God loves you. He shook his head and turned to head down the stairs, muttering insults beneath his breath as he went. And I continue to quote, I wish I could tell you that my father and I reconciled after the encounter on the stairs 38 years ago. The truth is we never did. Losing him was painful and the pain taught me that while reconciliation requires two people, forgiveness takes only one. That day, I was miraculously given a second chance at life, a chance to leave victimhood behind, a chance to leave victimhood behind, unquote. As you might recall, um, these podcasts the series, this is number five, these podcasts um, uh, were initiated out of a need for me to personally sought sought out uh, or file through uh, feelings of darkness associated with my childhood and looking at uh, processing the blessings of adulthood. And I hope that as you are listening to these podcasts that that you are doing the same or maybe there's someone else uh, that um, would would uh, benefit uh, on hearing this. Um, because as I, I think back to the very first one and even the second as well, of how dark um, uh, I was feeling and trying to write a memoir, um, I, 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 I'm so grateful that God was saying, you're too blessed to be a, you know, to be writing something. I mean, it was just troubling in my spirit that all I was seeing was darkness. But the feelings of victimhood must be laid at the feet of Jesus. The choice to forgive sets us free to walk in God's grace and God's mercy. So today... At episode five, I'm grateful for this time of pause to reflect and feel God's healing power and God's love. God is our lived experience, my friend. God is our lived experience on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Amen.